Get some pizza rolls and soda. It's time for Better Buddies. Hello and welcome back to Better Buddies, your best friend podcast aiming for that uh, Nobel Peace Prize for our friendship. With me, your usual host, RJ, we have Calvin. What's up? And Matthew. Hello. How you guys doing? Oh, you know, just chilling. (coughs) Yep. (laughs) That too. Dying. Stay safe out there, people. It's a crazy, crazy world. Kick things off. Just get right into it tonight with our Better Buddies Icebreaker. Which, uh... It's not a complicated one. I think, uh... I think it's a good choice, though. Because I don't think we've done it yet. And it's a pretty basic piece of information. What is your favorite animal? Nah, I think we did color already. (laughs) Blue. No, green. Ah! (laughs) Um, animal, huh? Animal. I feel like I always default to anglerfish, but I'm going to be a little bit more, um, you know, uh... I don't know. You haven't told me yet. Um, what, what's the, what's the word? Um, or, original? Like, ah. I'm going to switch it up a bit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, um... Because if I recall correctly, uh, when asked... In episode two by Eli, what animal you'd want superpowers based off of, you did choose anglerfish. I did choose anglerfish, yes. That was that was my choice, and I'm sticking to it. Um my favorite animal though, I think would be like it's changed over the years. Um I used to be like really into like big cats, so like I would say the Siberian tiger would be like one of them but like you know i don't know sharks are pretty cool like yeah killer whales are pretty cool um bottlenose dolphins are pretty cool i don't know <laughs> dude there's a lot of animals dude. if what's the maybe not your most favorite but just a favorite um a favorite i i did this one um project on the capybara when i was so i would i'll say i'll say that the big giant okay calvin what about you uh kestrel falcon animals are just cool in general dude you can't you can't force me to choose a well you might have kestrels are just pretty they are falcons in general are really cool when they're in flight it's always fun to spot one when you're driving kestrels can hover really super cool yeah Huh. I I thought the uh I thought the uh, the hummingbird was the only one that could hover, but maybe I'm thinking of flying backwards. Well, like, yeah, um probably in place using just their wings, but kestrels will use like the winds and stuff to like kind of hover, which I'm sure other birds do, but they use it to like hunt. Yeah. Cool. So you'll see like um just like kind of hovering in place above a field and then they just like drop like a bullet and they that's them going down for, like, a mouse. Hmm. I'll have nice. to keep an eye out for that. My choice right now 
and I, I think you guys can appreciate this one a little bit, is the pangolin. These little armored dudes wandering around looking very polite. Nice. What What do those look like? Um, you should send a picture to the Discord so I can... Because I don't think I've ever heard of They're that. like scaly looking anteaters. <laughs> also, I googled it. Uh, kestrels are the only bird of prey capable of hovering. Hmm. Cool. I'm trying to find an image of a pangolin to put in the chat. Why am I going about it this way? This is the most complicated way to do it. Matt, this is a pangolin. I don't see anything. That's because I spoke to you. There's the pangolin. Scaly looking anteater. Oh, nice. That's pretty... they, roll, they roll up in a ball, don't they? Yep, they roll up in a ball, and there are some images where they're standing on their back legs, and they have their front legs pressed together, like they're trying to be very polite. Ah, yes, I've seen those pictures. Quite adorable. Yeah, they look pretty, uh... Unfortunately, uh, as my father was pointing out to me just now, they're also being hunted to extinction, near extinction for their scales. So they're, uh, they're very precious. Oh, let's, let's be, protect let's, them. Yeah, let's be native. better buddies to animals and not hunt them to extinction. Yeah. My cousin was paid to do that. Hunt animals to extinction? A very specific animal on a very specific island because it was an invasive species on that island. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's usually a good, way, good reason to. So I guess be a better buddy to animals who are not invasive species? Does that work? I can get I can get behind that. Cool. So I started listening to a I guess the second season of a podcast today. Finally got around to the second season of Marvel's Wolverine podcast. Oh, I forgot there's a second season. I it's gotta hear pretty I gotta good. I quite enjoyed the first season. It was I, I didn't get a lot of the references and stuff that like you did, because I just don't know Marvel. But I I enjoyed the kind of radio play drama aspect of it. I, I, I like those. Those are really fun. And even for, as someone who does get a bunch of those references, they did a really good job of not filling it with those references, even though they could have. Like, even with the second season, there's one, there's like two things... There's only two characters you would need to know about to have any idea of, like, who they are once they show up, but they still do a good job of, like, kind of explaining it. And one of Where them is Gambit. Where are you Gambit. listening to it? I'm oh, listening okay. on Spotify. Spotify. Because I used to listen on Google Play, but I just looked quick and it's not there. Yeah, it's on Spotify. And they also have, uh, that one, the entire season of Wolverine is out. It's been out for a little while, I think. And they're putting out their Marvels series, which is based on the graphic novel of the same name. And it's a reporter, it's like a couple reporters being on the scene of the battle between the Fantastic Four and Galactus, their first battle. And it, oh gosh, they've been playing the trailers in the, like, during the episodes of the Wolverine, and it, it makes me so happy to hear some a voice actor do the thing's catchphrase, it's clobbering time. Yeah, that does seem like a good time. I, I'm very, very excited for it. And I, I really hope they do more Wolverine. Yeah. It was Richard Armitage that played Wolverine, isn't it? Yep. Uh, 
What else has he done? He was in Castlevania. Hmm. He's Trevor. Yeah, he's, he's Trevor Belmont. He's also um, one of the, the dwarf boy in Hobbit. Oh, cool. Oh, you're right. That is him. I'll have to watch, well, I'll, I have to watch Castlevania for a number of reasons, but I'll have to add that to my list of reasons. Heck yeah. So I found a uh, thing on um, YouTube that I went down a rabbit hole for a TV show. Uh-oh. It's just like, it's just like basic TV stuff, but it's, it's been, it's, I've watched probably every full episode I could find on YouTube and like so many clips. It's called, uh, it's called Bondi Rescue. Okay. It's, it's um, an Australian show. It's just about um, a bunch of lifeguards at a beach um, outside Sydney called Bondi Beach. Really famous beach. And like during the summer, they'll have like 20,000 people on the beach. Oh, my God. It's, it, it's like a really big beach. And it's like one of the most popular ones with both swimmers and surfers. Um and like because of that, they have during the summer like full time lifeguards that work there um, and patrol the beach. So it's it's kind of Baywatch esque, but it's like the real life version. Hmm. And it's just it's so it's so my it's so good. It's like mindless in the good way. It's like chill because yeah, it's it's pretty chill. But then it's also just like interesting and there's a lot of um moments of like excitement when they because they they're constantly having to do rescues and go and save people from drowning because there's um they have a there's a ton of riptides at the beach like Mm. constantly there's a because the ocean just comes straight in and there's a couple places where there's like permanent rips that they all that they just know about and they um they tell people not to swim there but people are idiots and they do all the time yeah and then um, and there's constantly new ones that form. So because of that, on the beach, they place these flags and they're like, okay, today this is where we think is the safest place to swim. And they always keep an eye on those flags, especially and update them and keep them in the safest spot. And so they're always yelling at people like, this is not a swimming area, go in between the flags. And there's signs all over the beach, but people are just like, nah, I'm fine. And then like two seconds later, they're 200 meters out into the ocean like struggling to swim huh so they're constantly having to paddle out on these like giant like surfboard-esque rescue boards that they go out and have to save people and is this like a fictional show or a reality show no no no, no. this is all real life these are all real people that are almost dying um they've had a couple episodes where uh people have died um um very rare there's only like i the only only one i one i can think of where the person like is dead on the beach. There's like, they pull out these, this uh, Norwegian couple um, and they, they managed to resuscitate the woman after like a long time doing CPR and defibrillator and stuff. And then they are unable to resuscitate the the guy. Wow. Yeah. So it's like um, some of the lifeguards are like paramedics. They're all like highly trained. And there's also like, it's like a really sought after job um, between like people that are like big ocean people. So they'll have like trainees every summer. And it's like um, also they talk, they look at the trainees and how they're doing and if they're going to be able to come back the next season, it's, it's, it's really good. Hmm. That's, but it, yeah, it or, seems ahead. to fit really well into that the way you described it being like weirdly just go down the hole. 
Yeah. Yeah. And people are just insane. There's so many people that get rescued and they're like, yeah, I can't swim. And it's just like, what are you doing? Wait, what wait. are you doing in the ocean? And like this beach constantly, cause since it's popular, it's popular servers, surfers, because there's typically some pretty good waves that are hidden, like five foot tall waves. And it's just like, it's insane. I think I'm an okay swimmer. And I'd be like, I don't want to go near that. Good grief. So there's just like so many people that are just being like total idiots. And they're just like, nah, it's fine. I'm not in any danger. And then the lifeguards have to go and rescue them. Hey, Marlene, do you think we should let Tommy go down in the water? We haven't taught him how to swim yet. Nah, he's gonna be fine. Oh, but yeah, if you want just like a weird show to watch, YouTube, Bondi Rescue. Bondi Rescue, okay. Official recommendation from Calvin. It's good. They have like a collection on Netflix here, but it's like one season. Oh. And I don't think it's a full season. I think it's just like bits. So I don't know. And they're all Australian, so they're funny and their names are hilarious. <laughs> well, Australians are the uh, the superior people as molded by their surroundings. Similar to the, uh, ah, shoot, what are they in Dune? The what? The Fremen. The, the, Fremen. the Fremen? Yeah. The Australians are basically Fremen. Oh, because the yeah, it's desert. Everything down there wants to kill them. Exactly, Matt. Yes. What do you? What have you been watching? <sighs> I've been watching a lot of like down the rabbit hole YouTube videos. Like I don't know. I just I started watching this family of vloggers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they just do stupid things and they live in. I don't know. Oh, they Maryland and uh, it's, their names are like Brandon Walsh and like Kennedy Walsh and Claudia Walsh. And then there's Papa Walsh. Papa Walsh has a. <laughs> so I don't know anything about this show, but the way you said it's a family of vloggers made me think they're all competing vloggers and all like getting Ish. on each other's cases about like, hey, man, you're in my shot. Not not like you're in my shot, but like literally they all have vlogs. So like it's them do, like so like one person's vlog will be like behind the scenes of another person's like and they like do weekly videos of like challenges like who's the strongest sibling or who's the like it's very entertaining and stupid and it's like crazy. Yeah. Highly recommend Okay. Highly recommend watching stupid internet videos of always good family yeah. things. What was I? There we go. What have I been watching? Well, I think I've really watched much. I tried to watch YouTube the other day. My tablet conked out halfway through the uh, Ultimate Chicken Horse video I was watching. No, most my time's mostly been a uh, last. The last, since, oh gosh, Sunday I think it was? Yeah, Sunday. I picked up the Wolfenstein duology. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm partway through the first game and I don't know how I feel about it. The story's pretty good, but the controls are wonky. Was well, this the Wolfenstein game you said? Yeah, New Order and uh, New Colossus. I'm partway through New Order and... Is that the first one in the... Remake stuff? Yeah. 
Okay, so it's like New Order, and then there's like the Old Blood or something, isn't there? Yeah, that's a prequel game to New, to Order? New Order. But I think it's, okay. if I remember correctly, or from what very, very little I know, I think it's set in that 14 years. Between, in the at the start of the game, BJ... You get sent like, to like, uh, you knocked unconscious or whatever. Yeah. Mentally, like... Not there. Yeah. So in that 14-year span between when he loses touch and when he regains it. Uh, also, I have an update on Alex. Yeah. Uh, for Matt, it says, uh, if Matt wants to play, tell him to message him. Oh, sick. So, uh, there you go. Uh, Matt, if you want to play some teamfight tactics against Alex, message him. Owned. Oh, there's this new game. That just got, uh, speaking of Teamfight Tactics, that's coming out by Riot. It's called um, Valorant, Valorant. Okay. Um, it's basic. It's basically CSGO um, in so many ways. Yeah. A lot of people have been kind of making fun of the fact that it's basically CSGO. Um, the one-shot sniper raider, uh, sniper raider, I don't know why I said that. Sniper is called the operator, which... The in CS:GO, the main sniper is called an op (AWP). So it, there's both still ops. Um, yeah. I think it's because there's like it was help. It was help. It was I think it was made by like CS:GO fans and I think former people that worked on CS:GO. Um, okay. But it's um, people have been describing it as kind of a CS:GO mixed with an Overwatch in a way. Uh, because it plays like CS:GO. I don't, have you played CS:GO, RJ? Uh, a little bit. Very, very little bit. All right. So you know how there's um, the, the the attacking team, the defending team, yeah, and they're trying to plant the bomb on like a couple different points. And after a while, after a couple rounds, it like switches, and you have to like buy your guns and all that stuff. And it tends to be like we have to be really good shots and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, this one's it's not like cartoony, but it's definitely a little more stylized. Um, it doesn't go for the as closer to real. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, all of the characters, it seems like, have abilities. Um, I've been watching uh, Alfredo stream it. Yeah. And, and like the character that he always plays, he's got this ability where he can basically do a Molotov, but it's just like a flame ability where he has, where he just like pulls out a flame in his hand and he chucks it. But mm-hmm. it works exactly like a Molotov. It, it like lights the ground on fire and he can seal off an area. He's got this thing that he can throw and it bends around corners and it's like a flashbang. Hmm. And then other than that, you just got like guns, like AK yeah. style guns and pistols and knives and stuff. But it looks, it looks honestly pretty fun. Cool. You said that was, what did you say that was called again? It's called like, I don't know how to pronounce it. Valorant, Valorant, Valorant? V-A-L-O-R-A-N-T. Um, but it's interesting how it's currently in closed beta. Um, it's interesting how you get into the beta. You have to link your Twitch account to your Riot account, and then you have to watch a streamer that has enabled drops, and randomly, um, the game will just unlock for people watching it. Huh. That's a really fun way to go about that. Because it's still very limited. They don't want just everyone in. Um, Yeah. So to get in, you have to be watching a streamer, and then you have a chance of getting the drop in which you can get then get access to the game. 
Well, I think that's a really good way to ensure that the people who are getting access want it. They're going through the yeah. effort and the time. And how was the other point I was going to make about it? Uh, that oh, shoot. If you don't get, if you don't get in, you're still watching the game. And yeah, still, that like, that was it. You up. It's still hyping you up and still like advertising, like, "Hey, you want to be interested in this?" That's really cool. All right. Well, I use my topics, so now it's going to come up with yeah, something. Yeah, uh, I uh, I just saw that um, Spider Man was on PC now. So what? Cool. What? I yeah, that's what I saw. I don't know if it was a real article. I didn't really read it. It was just. Oh, Spider-Man is coming to PC. I'll play April's new PS Now games. Um, I saw it was going to play PS Plus. I wait. It's not getting a port, not yet. It has. Oh, Sony's committed to bring Horizon Zero Dawn. You can technically play it. It's getting at. Okay, it's getting added to PlayStation Now. That's what I saw. PlayStation Now, and you can add, and you can use PS Now to stream the game to your PC. That's what I'm reading. Okay. Yeah, so you you need a PS Now account, and then you can get PlayStation Now on your PC. So that's what it is. Oh, see, I didn't even read the article. I was just like, oh, I found a website that is SpiderManGame.Wixsite.com. It's a big Tons. old logo. And it says Spider-Man PC-PS4. I don't think this is even the right release date because it says it released on May 3rd, or May 29th, 2017. It's a free download button. And, uh, yeah. Nice. No, not nice. It's a very poorly done site. No, it, it seems like a cool site. Don't. Don't get there. Copyright 2023 by name of site. Proudly created with Wix.com. <laughs> big yikes. That's a big <laughs> yikes for me there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope whoever made that site has the best time of their life with it. Honestly, same. That's all I can hope for really anybody that's living, living their life. So I've got a... I've got a couple of articles I looked up, things that you might find interesting. We'll start with yeah. this, uh, the best one, I think. Yeah. So the headline is as follows. Oregon man tosses lit firework at woman, sets four U-Hauls, hapless gas thief on fire, cops say. <laughs> what? The, what? Yeah. what was that last half? Sets what? Hapless uh, gas thief on fire. What about the four U-Hauls? They're on fire. Nice. That's how to do it. So she was stealing gas from him, so he threw a lit firework at her? Oh no. It's way better. So the art in the article, uh, the guy with the firework was arguing with the woman. And they're arguing whatever. He's in his truck. I think it was. So he th- lights the firework and throws it at her. She dives out of the way, dodges, gets out of the way. It hits the U-Hauls. Starts the four U-Hauls on fire because a guy was, a third person was stealing gas out of one of the U-Hauls and that caught on fire. So the guy who was stealing the gas runs away with like, he's on fire, runs away and puts himself out and like it runs off. (laughs) Police arrest the guy who threw the firework, but they're still looking for the man who was on fire. Warms warms my heart. Warms his Um, heart too. Warms his whole body, honestly. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, that's awesome. In this case, is why you always tell your friends to steal your gasoline for you. Yeah, RJ, when are you going to steal the gasoline for me? Oh, when do you want to buy? I don't actually need it. I don't actually need it. I don't use my car for it. Oh, you just I want me to get set on fire? I've been out of... By choice. Oh. Uh, I, I mean... I, I thought I you went back. I was going to, but I did not. Um, it's been really hard for me. Especially, like, get out of my apartment. I don't know. It's just... Well, Matt, I think at this point we don't want you leaving your apartment. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, but... I don't know. It's just been sort of weird. Like, it's just like there's so many people who have lost their jobs. Like, actually, and I'm just like, yeah, sorry, boss. I just don't want to come in. Like, I think, <laughs> I think at least for right now, though, that's understandable. Right. No, I. It's safer. It's understandable, but it's like. Hey, you know uh, who? You know who can't stay home from their job? The Easter Bunny. Right. Ireland has officially declared that the Easter Bunny is an essential worker. Well, that's, that's good to hear. That's a big yay. Well, God, dude. Okay, we can talk about this because we've already talked about... Yeah. I know we didn't want to talk about, like, politics or anything, but... No, it, holy shit. it's not that I don't want to talk about politics. I just don't think tweeting about it is the best idea. Because at least here we oh, can okay. have a civil discussion. Okay. Well, for now. Fucking... <laughs> let's let's talk about how shitty the Wisconsin primary was because that oh, was just that, that was that was just ridiculous. I saw. I assume you. Saw, uh, I did not see the one for today, but I saw the one okay. for yesterday. Well, today he opens up with a video from a was um a Wisconsin state legislator. Um, uh, and he's wearing like a full gown. Oh, that he's picture. Got, Oh, yeah. he's got a mask on and he's just like listen I don't know why we had there's no reason we have to delay everything's perfectly safe just come out get your ballot and vote there was no reason this is all overblown and it's just like oh no what are you not what are you not somewhere like do you see what you're wearing do you not hear ladies ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages that is not what a better buddy says this what are your thoughts, Matt? My thoughts specifically are that it is so fucked up that the average amount of polling places for every 100,000 people in a global pandemic is is one polling place per every like 100,000 people. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Now, to be fair on that point though, that's not a state controlled thing. That's district controlled. I think I might have just cut out uh, well, but but that's not... that's why we needed to delay. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not saying like I'm not saying we shouldn't delay. Wait, no, I think like... I said that sentence wrong. I'm not saying oh. that we oh. should have stuck with it. I'm just saying that that's not something the state could have controlled that number. Yes, they can. Get, they should have done a better job about it, though. No, I I didn't say they could control it, but that wasn't the point at all. It was. Yeah. People literally refused to come to work for the election day because, because it's a global of, pandemic. And yeah, they wanted they didn't feel safe. And to be fair, okay, that's understandable. Right. Yeah. So just that fact alone, like especially because like a lot of 
conservative friends that I have also were like, yeah, they should postpone this election. Like, like, like it's not even like a bipartisan issue. It's just that like they made it a partisan issue of like, I don't know. It's just like, it's a difficult position to be in as someone who did not make any of those decisions because everyone down at our level is saying, well, this was a good idea. It's not safe. And it's hard to convey to understand, not hard to understand. That's not the right words. It's annoying to have to stand here and say, why did, why did this, why did they make that choice? I think that's what I mean. I, well, we know, we know kind of why well, yeah. their, their whole, and, and this is going to make me sound like really, not but like a lot of like policies in place that have been put forth by conservative like entities let's say are inherently suppressive to certain voting groups and this specific decision like not only suppressed those groups but suppressed like like very many people from voting because the highest hit communities are like the most populous communities, which are majority left leaning. Yeah. And that's like, and and I believe that's the only reason why they did it. There's no possible other reason there would be to endanger the lives of people in that fashion. The only other other reason I can think of isn't a good one and it's out of spite. Because being the governor, Evers, like he announced back in May, March, I mean March, that we'd be going into the lock and hold, which means, and we started that on the 24th of, 25th of March, so it was very obvious, like, hey, this is coming up, we need to plan and do something about this, and he had, there was a, there was a window where it could have been announced earlier, we want to move this, and Um, I at least didn't hear anything about it, maybe I just missed it. He there was the- there was some stuff. Um, the reason he couldn't really do it earlier is because in our state constitution, um, there is nothing. The, the, it is it is the legislature is the only one that has the authority to do it. Ah. He cannot do it. And the, the state legislature was sole Republican, which were which was already very against the lock and hold. I see. So he tried it last minute. At least this is what I've heard. Um, the reasoning is the reason that he tried it last minute is to try and get it to like actually stick. But then they rushed it through the state Supreme Court, which is largely conservative. Yeah. And they immediately rejected it. Can we just talk about how they rejected it? Because look, they were in like a Zoom. Yeah, they were. They, couldn't meet, they said they couldn't meet in person because it was too dangerous. Yeah. The amount of hypocrisy just going on. I don't care your political stance. Just the amount of hypocrisy going on in all of that is just like, how? Like, I sort of understand from, like, the Supreme... Like, if I was to be devil's advocate for a minute here, like, there is no precedent for having a global pandemic during an election year like so like what 
like what else are you going to do besides follow the letter of the constitution you know whatever like saying that oh the governor does not have the power to do this he's overstepping his bounds but like i think if there's ever a time to make an exception to what is written in the letter of the law now would be the time especially if you're not even meeting in person to make the decision. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Also, I believe in the law, it does state the governor can do it if there is sufficient cause. I'm not positive on that, but I thought I read that I'm gonna, um, there is, like, the governor does have the authority in special circumstances. Um, and that's what the, the, the legislature challenged. Yeah. And... Yeah, I can at least understand this. The Supreme Supreme Court saying no, you can't do this on the grounds of preventing other governors from using that. Like, excuse. I don't know. I don't want to say excuse, but excuse to enact other types of legislation. If that makes sense, but that doesn't make it the best option. Well, the, the reason it didn't go to, like, Supreme Supreme Court is because it's it's a state issue. So, like... The, yeah, there was the, not enough time as well. They were just like, this isn't this isn't our problem. It's your guys's. What's going on? What the... F- Let's... Squirrels. Okay, Lies. sorry about that. I'm not super busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was great. Let's, let's talk about these kittens under the porch. Okay, but... so... Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, what was it? It was a couple days ago. I was sitting in my chair, right in the den... It's got two open walls and is right next to the porch. But I'm furthest point in the room from the porch. And I heard this meowing. And I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. It was just this constant meowing. But it was faint, like it was coming from another room. So I went and checked with my, I checked and made sure that my brother was upstairs, and he was. And his room was right above the den, and he wasn't watching anything. He had his headphones in. Excuse me, in. It wasn't coming from anything in the other rooms of the house, but when I got back to my chair, I didn't hear it anymore. So I figured, okay, whatever, that's that. Now today, I'm sitting in my chair, and I, it was, well, maybe between 4.30 and 5.30, I'm sitting in my chair playing some video games. I look out the window, and this cat just trots past the window. But, you know, it's an orange cat. There's been an orange cat in the neighborhood occasionally before in the last oh, decade or so, so I'm not thinking too much about it. And my brother comes in to tell me that he thinks he's found the source of the dying cat I heard. It was a cat supposedly giving birth underneath our porch. Nice. So uh, so you have kittens then, huh? You're, you're a cat mom <laughs> nope. <laughs> They're not ours. They are not staying. Uh oh. What are you gonna do with them? Uh, we're not probably not gonna do anything with them. We're just going to discourage their return in gentle means. Oh, okay. Humane means. Hopefully, yes. hopefully you. Humane. Um, we're buddies. Called, we're, bud- we're buddies here. We called the humane society to say, "Hey, I think there's a cat family under my porch." Yeah, we'll figure it out. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, I don't know. Probably a the lot. cats. Yeah, there's a lot that could happen. I mean, yeah, anyway. but they're not our cats, and we don't have a dog anymore, so the dog's not gonna bother them. Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying, like, get, like, professional. Like, 
Yeah. You know, to get them, to come get them, get them into a, make sure they're healthy and safe and, you know, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I get I'm it. Saying. I get it. But, oh, uh, that was uh, a good interruption. The, yeah. Back to the primary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. Well, the fact that also like we're what, like the first primary in such a battleground state. Yeah. Uh, like, we were one of the deciding states in um, the 2016 election. Like, it was the first time that, as a state, we voted red, like, in 30 years. So, I, I don't know. Just the fact that we're the ones who Makes are sense. setting the precedent. Just well, most like, other states actually did either extend absentee voting or have delayed voting. Well, that's another issue with the Wisconsin primary, too, is they didn't send out a lot of absentee ballots. I did hear that there were a lot of people complaining they sent out for their ballots weeks ago and they never got them. See, and that's nuts to me that apparently my house just was in this perfect bubble of, to my understanding, my entire family got their absentee ballots and my sister even got hers uh, in from... Redacted. Redacted. Uh, redacted. She, because she was in college at, at redacted uh, for the longest for up until this whole thing went down, and I think she was originally going to vote up there. I don't know if she changed her address to be uh here or not. <laughs> Wait, yeah. just like yeah. drop every location where you and your family were located. Eh, that's what redacteds are for. Redacted. <laughs> anyway, uh. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't look good for the state government of Wisconsin. And it especially doesn't look good for the conservative, like, legislator. And I'm not saying that because I hold left-leaning values. I'm just saying that because... Because it honestly doesn't look good for that individual. Yeah, well, like the entire body of individuals. Well, yeah, there's a lot of individuals, but still, it doesn't look good for that group of people. Right. I mean, it's them specifically that made the decision, but if you support that decision to endanger the lives of, especially since, like, uh, like I said, a lot of conservative people that I know, like, literally skipped certain social engagements before the lock in place was even a thing yeah. or even mentioned. Like, they skip certain things just because at a prior engagement, somebody was coughing really loudly. Like, that was, like, th- they still work, they still do their job, but, like, everything else, they're like, no, nope, like, I cannot, you know. If you're more concerned with the economy, and and not even the economy, just, like, this, the stock market, because yeah. that's what we use to index our, you know, success, like our economic success. I'm doing really big air quotes there. Yeah. When so many people are like losing their jobs and they've been living paycheck to paycheck. So like, if you still think that the stock market is an accurate, like, view of our economy or that like the job creators are the people that run this like are the people that like trickle down their their wealth 
like I don't know how to explain well, economics I'd... to you. Like, <laughs> yeah, to like, be fair, though, to, I guess devil's advocate this, when the stock market, like, again, prefacing this, this is devil's advocate-ish, this is not saying it's, yes, absolutely true and good, I'm just trying to say that the stock market tanked, the jobs tanked, that if the stock market goes back up, the job situation will improve, and the point I'm trying to lead to is, uh, I've been listening to The Economist's podcast on the elections this cycle this year, and their episode last week, Friday, was about how, or at least at one point they talked about how a economy will bounce back more rapidly if they if the population does what it needs to do in the moment of isolation, all that good stuff. That, yes, it'll hurt more in the moment, to have everything shut down, but it'll be, be better in the long run. Right. No. Well, yeah, it's it's generally better for the people uh, if a uh, majority of people don't die in a global pandemic. Well, not, e- not even just the, like, the not dying part, but the just looking at the economic aspect of it, that, yes, it'll... The economics will hurt in the moment because... Everybody is at home. Nobody's buying anything. Nobody's going to work. There's nothing happening, but it will make every it'll make the recovery process speed up once everybody is back out. Did, does that make sense? Am I making well, sense? Well, yeah. That that's not really devil's advocate. At you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I just didn't know the best way to say I am. I want to make this point without trying to endorse every absolute detail that's just no it's literally just proving my point though is that okay like it's people consuming goods that drives the economy not you know yeah the other way around like obviously you need a a job and income to like cyclical but like it's you paying for the goods you know like yeah there has to be a need for the service that you provide or there's like a demand for the service that you provide in order for you to sell that product. So it is a cyclical thing, but it's mostly like consumer. It's a consumer driven cycle. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else. To... So if, if you still think that it's like a trickle down system, I, I mean, my uh, see, my understanding has been that those are two slightly more separate things that the cycle is consumer pushed and that trickle down is more the idea of reinvesting in or in order to improve and that if the top does better, everyone underneath will do better kind of as a separate concept. But yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if it's necessarily, well, it, it might be a separate thing. <laughs> I'm no I'm economist. Not- Right, yeah, no, neither am I, but, like, I don't know, dude. The trickle-down economics really doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it, it makes sense, like, like I understand what they're trying to say about it. Yeah. Like, obviously, oh, like, if your company's doing good, you're going to do good. But, like, uh, it's funny to me that, like, the word that we're using is essential employees when it's, like, um, 
like there are essential employees that are working right now, but it's yeah. basically people who are like healthcare workers. I mean, duh, but also like people who are touted as being unskilled workers, like, you know, like, yeah, uh, I, I see what you're saying. And it's a difficult position to, no, that's not how I want to start that sentence. Yes, it's a little odd to hear that... No, I still don't like that starting of sentence. I agree with you. I'm going to go with that sentence. Thank you. I appreciate that. That... And I think part of the problem, particularly as you were saying with like the jobs that are considered quote-unquote unskilled, is we see it a lot with the restaurant industry, which is... As a business, in my understanding of the restaurant industry as a business goes, is so much of it is... You're paying, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. That the you kind of because it's stock coming in, or it's not stock, but a, like food stock coming in, going out constantly. It's a matter of trying to stay on top of that, and that yes, you can obviously people profit. That's how they stay in the restaurant game, but it's very much a for everybody who's involved. This week is good. We're hoping next, but we're paying out to try and hope that next week that like they're if they don't keep going, they basically go on. Well, that's true for a lot of. I mean, like uh, I mean, like in almost like in a much shorter time span than most businesses. That's true for. Uh, yeah, I I think that's true. Um, because like obviously. A lot of their expenses go into uh, perishable goods. Yeah. Like, if you don't sell the food in a certain amount of time, it's going to go bad. So Compared to, like, aluminum siding that you can sit in a warehouse with for a little bit longer. Right. You don't want to sit on it, but it, you can sit on it if you're, like, forced to. Yeah. Like, if you don't move the product in, I mean, obviously you slow down production, you slow down, like, uh, stocking up, but... Uh, you do have certain levels that you can keep stocked, but like, yeah, as a restaurant, like you need, I, I, I think, um, the, uh, the British version of Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen or not Hell's Kitchen, um, Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah. yeah that one, um, does a better job of showing that aspect of it. Like, cause the Americanized version is very dramatized and like very very like tense but like the the british version is very like oh like this is what you're doing to that's like hurting your business this is what you're doing like that like i think the shouldn't be done based on what you're saying the comparison for america would be uh uh oh what is um food network has a show with chef robert irvine uh, uh, I can't remember the name, but it's basically, it, it's, um, oh, Restaurant Impossible, where he goes in and has, like, two to two or three days to fix a restaurant, and he'll go through, oh, uh, he'll go through the restaurant and be like, okay, this is what you're doing wrong, here's where you're wasting food, here's where, if you do this, this, and this, it'll be cheaper, but still good, and you can do these things to be more efficient, but yeah. Yeah, restaurants are restaurants are scary business because I well that and bars now. Are oh yeah, like 
it i i mean local bars like all of their revenue is just shot because because like, nobody can go out and you can't take a drink and take it home well, well you can like they they have special um they have allowed special um permits like, permits yeah for like not like basically it's like a uh like a liquor store like but bars you know what i mean like yeah you can fill up uh they're called growlers or you can take home like cans and the anything that's not open basically i yeah. mean duh, like um so and then there's there's a local bar here that does uh, merchandise as well so their hats and their their sweatshirts and their scarves and their koozies and stuff like that so so they're it, they're crawling right it's very it's very like almost refreshing to see like small businesses adapt the this environment yeah this this new basically is this new normal until we get until further well, notice because small businesses like they aren't being bailed out like they you know I, I think that's another like big thing that is sucky about this country is like these uh and sucky about like this idea that we have to bail out big companies like these companies have like board like directors boards and yeah like ceos that are worth like millions and billions of dollars like these people can reinvest that money well, I, it, I hear should, the word worth thrown out when talking about those people, but I think part of the problem is worth does not equal cash. No, I know. Yeah. I, I know okay. that. I, I make that addendum like okay. to, to my own statement. Like, I get it, but it is sort of like, obviously their worth is it, it's taken a, into account. You have to take it into assets. account. But they, you know, it does I mean? not mean they can't make efforts. Right. That's okay. what I'm saying. It's like these are these are people with like huge ass. Like, yeah, they'll be not able to like open a new store or like I don't know. It's just this idea that these big companies have to be given these big tax breaks just to get them like in a certain area or in a certain state or in a certain like part of the city. It, it's just bonkers to me. Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't even like increase the amount of jobs that, you know, yeah, like it's supposed to do. I don't know. Like the Foxconn thing, like oh, that was supposed to be, that was yeah. supposed to be a big deal for Wisconsin. That was supposed to be, like over ten thousand jobs, and now it's down to like a thousand, like two thousand. Well, I maybe. drove through that area last summer, and I was talking with someone who lives out in that area, near like less than a mile away. And he's like, he was telling me that yeah, nothing besides tearing up all the fields out there and working on building the building, nothing been happening. That was last summer. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, I don't know. It's, I think it's time for a more lighthearted moment. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's stop talking about well, so, uh, dark days. Let's shout at people who won't talk to us. Shouting into the Ooh. void. 
Oh yeah, you got choices for us. I got this week. three choices for us this week. Uh, options include Tom Hanks, Tony Hawk, or Pat Oswalt. Well, okay. Why those specific three? Um, first of all, he's obsessed with Pat Oswalt. I know that. I'm upset. You use the word obsessed a lot. I don't. I'm not obsessed about many things. I enjoy things and I enjoy talking about them, but I'm not obsessed. I choose all three. That's what an obsessed person would say. No, okay, I, Calvin. I want, I want all three. I can't decide between one, so we have to do all three. Uh, well, we're gonna do one. Let's do all three. Or, or we do one. Let's do all three because you dropped the ball last week. I made every effort last week. You still dropped the ball. We'll do two, then. Okay. Oh, Compromise. Uh, I'm sorry. Um. Let's not let's not do Tom Hanks. Okay. He's 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 suffering a lot. He's <laughs> we don't want to add to his suffering. Yeah, no, he's uh I hope he's doing okay. Maybe pretty we sure. pretty sure he's I don't doing know. Okay. okay. Maybe we have to do Pat Oswald because you're obsessed with him. I'm not obsessed. And Tony Hawk is Tony Hawk. We <laughs> should ask Tony Hawk if he spends his days playing Tony Hawk Underground Skater 2 <laughs> for the PS2 <laughs> during quarantine. That's, good. What I'm, that's a good one. Because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Tony Hawk. Uh, uh, that's sending, not spending. Spending your days playing what? Uh, Tony Hawk's Underground. Oh, I was, let's actually get the right name here. They don't have to leave. Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Oh. Hey, hey, at Tony Hawk, are you spending your days playing Tony Hawk's Underground? Underground, not Undergrounder. Probably make more sense. Nope. I, I, it, Tony Hawk's Underground 2 is the best Tony Hawk game, so we gotta, we gotta talk about that Go one. For I like how it's uh, shortened to Thug 2. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, well. Okay. This is a... This is, uh, so that's a tweet of Tony Hawk, and uh, you said what are we, Pat Oswalt. Yeah, we, yep. We'll we'll just say um, what? Yeah, what? Why are you obsessed with Pat Oswalt? I'm not uh, obsessed with Pat Oswalt. Okay. Oh, why was he one of your choices this week? I guess because he loves the him. reason he's one of my choices this week is because I literally opened Twitter and saw it as a recommendation. And I was like, oh, I enjoy him as a comedian. I enjoyed his work, both in his one-episode cameo on Parks and Recreation and his multi-episode part in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and I think he's kind of a funny guy. All right, so we're going to say... He was say... also Remy the Rat. And he yeah, was on let's... Mystery Science Theater 3000. Okay, bro. Let... It... You don't have to list his fucking IMDb. I'm trying to give you what to tell him. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's not obsessed. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Say, hey, want to be on our podcast? We love your comedy. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, that's what I got. That's what you got? Calvin, yeah. any addendums to that? He might be, he might be wild enough to do it. <laughs> I mean, he's at home <laughs> doing almost nothing else. Almost nothing. He's, he's a very busy guy. Remy. Uh, hey, Pat, Pat and Oswalt want to be on our podcast. We love your comedy. And want to promote some positivity in these trying times? Sure. Well, might as well. Shameless plug. 
Could you imagine how popular we would be if we got Patton Oswald? We'd at least no. We'd get picked apart for every single thing we've said on our podcast. Probably. That's fine. That's how the internet works. That's awesome. Let's do it. We'll get picked apart for for Kevin's awesome editing skills. Okay. <laughs> oh, did Kevin finally defeat Kyle in a one v one match? I don't know. They're it, it's a battle awesome. royale. Oh, They're man. playing. They're playing Apex Legends for the for the top, but it's in real life Apex Legends to oh. be our editor. Man, I don't know which one I want to win. Uh, cast your vote, uh, Kevin or Kyle. Who should be our editor? Yep. Uh, make sure to tweet us at at Better Budcast using the hashtag Better Buddies. Yeah, we'll create a poll on Twitter. Also, uh, I'm severely disappointed because we did not get any pictures of duck horses or horse ducks. So. Yeah, I am. I did make sure to check all our social medias before we started, and I'm sorry to say that we got no pictures of ducks or horses of any kind. So I'm sorry that we failed you, audience. All right. I think it's time we to wrap up, boys. Yeah, we, we, uh, That's the start of the beginning of the end. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me again this week. Thank you to our friends Problem of Interest, local band, for allowing us to use their song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. It's a good song. It's a good band. Uh, show them some love. Check them out. They're on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on the various social media sites. Facebook is Better Buddies Podcast. Uh, we have Twitter as... Our segment shows at Better Budcast. Use the hashtag Better Buddies to promote the show, and we'll uh, we'll read your names uh, or we'll thank you on air. You can also email us if you have fan letters, hate letters, uh, if you need advice on how to be a better buddy, or if you just want to say hello or send us some pictures of a horse or a, a duck. That's a, that's the D letter D word I want. Duck. Uh, that's Better Ooh, Buddies. Cast at gmail.com nice sorry if you want to shit on shit on all of our our podcasts and yeah, if you want to point out every, every single thing we got wrong politically and economically because we have no ex- expertise in any of those areas yeah we're just we're just millennials i think one of us is a zoomer technically no maybe uh, uh, i don't which, which one of us would be a zoomer how do you figure what? I was reading your article. What happened? I thought you finished it. No. Matt's saying that one of us is a Zoomer, and apparently... I'm a Zoomer. Archie's a Zoomer. Yeah, I was, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I'm... It, no, I think technically... I think we're technically millennials, but we're on the cusp. Yeah. It's like 95 is the... I've read 97. Let's Google and Neil Generation. These are all fake, by the way. I mean, the problem with generations is those years are all, like, arbitrary. Yeah, it's all, like, you can read different sources. Um, 81 and 1996. Yeah, I see 96 from the Pew Research. Boo. Uh, Census Bureau says 82 to 2000. (laughs) Uh, USPIRG says 83 to 2000. Pricewaterhouse Coopers uses eighty-one to ninety-five. 
Well, um, is the Zoomer the one where it's like we're kind of in the middle? Like on that edge? Zoomers are supposed to be the next generation after Millennials. Oh. Yeah. You're like Zillennials. You're like... It's technically, technically it's Generation Z, but people have started calling them Zoomers because it's Generation Z. Uh, and that's that's like the late '90s to te- or early two um 2010s. Hmm. Yeah, '97 to 2012. Okay. Well, now according to Wikipedia, it's Generation Alpha. It's the newest one. Oh, which is. And they're the children wow. of the millennials. That's scary. That's a scary name for that. Okay. Wouldn't they be well? Our children. Let's uh no no that but they say millennials are often the children of baby boomers and my parents are baby boom well my dad's baby boomer. I was gonna I was gonna say they should technically be our children because they'd be no it should skip a generation. Yeah. Right. So if you're conti- if you're counting yourself, alpha is the kid. Well, that's what Matt's saying though, because Matt's a millennial, so Z if would be the then, skip oh, generation. Sorry. By yeah. R, I mean mine. Sure. Uh-huh. Okay. Because you're a boomer. Well, with that, remember, folks, be a better buddy. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Oh. Uh, that kind of sucks. Could you imagine all of the ways to graduate? I don't right. know where I'm going with this, but it's all my ass fault. I said, I say, can you imagine? Aye-ya. You're welcome. I was I was waiting for it. I hope you were recording for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I recorded that. I might stick it at the end. You, 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 no, stick it at the beginning where, where uh, problem of interest usually is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs>